This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, March 24, 2020. And at this point, I bet you most of you are getting pretty tired of talking about and hearing about the coronavirus. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. I mean, it is affecting our day-to-day lives pretty dramatically at this point. And I think it's, even if we start next week starting to uh, get back to work, I think it's going to be a slow, slow process. I don't think it's going to be like on the switch. I just don't think that's going to happen. Anyways, but this week we will reach the end of the first quarter of 2020, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see some damage to the economy. It won't be nearly as bad as next quarter, okay, because this happened at the last month of this year, and it didn't shut down the economy until last week or two. So, you know, it's going to have an effect, but it's not going to be as dire as next quarter. And, of course, the market has fallen more than 30%, 35% or so at its peak um, since its high in February. It's so funny. It's, the high was in February. Here we are just 24 days later, 30 35% off its top, off its peak. That's a pretty dramatic fall. I mean, that's pretty starkly unusual. I mean, you have to go way back. I mean, you did have that 20% fall in one day and, you know, October 19, 1987, but I think I think this is pretty darn dramatic. And no one knows when the virus crisis will end exactly. Uh, it, it, we need to reopen the economy, that's certain. If, if the market's going to recover, if, uh, if the economy recovers, we have to reopen it fairly soon. And I'm not, I'm, I have a feeling it's going to be open partially next week. Um, as as Trump, President Trump starts to say, okay, we need to start you know ramping up the economy again, and, and it's going to be hard. It's hard for me to predict what's going to happen. I mean, it's easy to predict volatility, and we have super uh, high volatility, volatility, so huge up volatility. Yeah, so, and we're going to have to deal with it. We're going to. Have to, it's not going to be with us forever. Don't think in those terms. It's not. It will probably slowly calm down as time goes on this year, and the market will slowly start improving. I think we'll have a pretty strong, sharp bounce up for a day, two days, a week, two weeks. I can't tell you when. But I don't think we're going to see new highs for the rest of this year, and maybe not even next year. So don't look for that to happen. I just don't think that's going to happen. Okay, so remember, we're all in this trying to get to that goal of financial freedom. So, and of course, that's why you listen to this program. I'm going to help you. Now, uh, I can tell you what we did. We started teasing into market last week. I think I mentioned that on Friday. We bought some, and we bought another position uh, um, yesterday, I believe. Yeah, we bought a position yesterday, and I bought one early this morning. So you can see I'm, we're trying to tease back into the market. Back into the market. Why? Because you know we have we're sitting on the cash. You know we try to try to avoid as much of the pain as we could, 
And now, now it's just time to get back in the market, not necessarily aggressively. I would not be aggressive about it, but I would start to tease back in the market, maybe on down days. But I think we're going to have a decent bounce. So, I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you call me today, this hour. And, of course, through the program, the Best Talk Radio program and the podcast, uh, we provide guidance. I can help you become a better investor, and I can do that. One way that we are able to do that is implementing a philosophy of independent thinking and then sharing any success with you might have and that we have. Everybody is together. So I'm, I'm all ears to ideas you have. So if you don't, you can call with, some, with something that you think is a good point to make. And we'll put you on the air. It doesn't have to be stock questions. Now, our company, AP Financial, is a bit different brother advisors. And how do we do that? Well, first of all, we have, you know, we have unbiased guidance, but we also implement strategies that we buy and sell the exact same thing as our clients do at the same price. Same percentage, same price, performance matches my clients. So if I lose money, everybody loses money. If you lose money, I lose the same amount. Okay? Okay. I'm here and ready to answer your investing questions, your financial questions, anything financial we'll talk about, or any time the starting number is open. And I'm taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART, C-H-A-R-T, by the way, 888-99-C-H-A-R-T. So let me remind you that the coronavirus is certainly uh, causing business activity changes. At this point, I still plan to travel to Houston, Chicago in April, you know, to conduct my personalized portfolio reviews. But I will be watching events unfold, and if I need to uh, postpone those appointments, I will. Because, you know, if they don't fly, you know, if there's issues, I, I can't go, I, then I'll have to cancel. For now, you can still register, and hopefully we can get together. So go to investtalk.com to register to meet with me, okay? Just send me an email, say you want to meet with me, and we'll work out a time. My main talking point today concerns this opinion from the billionaire real estate investor. The U.S. commercial mortgage market is on the brink of collapse, according to this man. If banks and the government fail to, uh, fail to keep borrowers from defaulting, a domino effect of, cat- of catastrophic economic consequences could occur. Now, I think that's, you've got to remember, the guy we're going to, I'm talking to he's a billionaire real estate investor who he who wants to be bailed out. I'm not saying we don't do anything, but he's got to take everything with a grain of salt. Is, he, is, it, is it that dire? Well, if it goes on for very long, it certainly will be. Everything will be dire. So we'll talk about it more. i also got some other things. Is this the bottom of the market? Do we see a, a, a enough capitulation in people owning stock? to say that this is a bottom. So I want to talk about that. And how China economy doing? I mean, they said they got their economy back up and running again. Is that really true? Are we ever going to find out the truth? And finally, bonds. We talk about bonds a lot, but you, there was a lot of evidence that the bond market is rolling, rolling. The stock market, because... It appeared that everybody was selling everything, no matter what. It, it was not what, what they. It was. It wasn't what they wanted to sell. It's what they could sell, and so it drove bond prices down. And I have a feeling that's going to come back. 
Let's talk to James in New York. How you doing, James? I'm doing fine. How are you tonight? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Um, so I'd like to just address some current thing that I have going on here. So uh, because New York has shut down, I mean, it's still called New York. It doesn't feel like New York. But um, uh, I've been temporarily uh, laid off from my uh-huh. employer, which I expect to be temporary. Um, and I look at it as an opportunity to do one thing. I just want to know if it's, it's sensible to do this, but I have a fair amount in my employer 401k, but now as a result of being laid off, I feel that I have the opportunity to roll those funds out into an IRA and that would afford me much more choices, investment choices than my employer only offers me about 12 or 15 different options. So, uh, I probably am going to do that soon, and I want to know if I'm expected to return. Should I deplete the entire account, or shall I leave a little bit in there? Uh, is there a method about doing that? I think I think it would be smart if you can roll it into an IRA. I would do that just simply for the reasons you just gave. Lots of freedom. Of space. Okay. But I probably leave ten bucks in the account to keep it active when you go back work, you know? So, so, so I don't have to leave a certain a amount in there. It could be a nominal amount. old one there. It's going to allow you to roll that out in IRA. You really have to talk to the employer. If you roll into an IRA, can you do a partial roll, roll into an IRA, or do you have to roll out the 100% and cancel the program and then restart it when you go back? I do not know the rules on that, James. So... Just be sure you talk to you talk to somebody about that that that's smarter than I am, because if you roll out ninety nine percent of it, is is, is there going to be a, any consequences? Because you're going to roll it into an IRA, there shouldn't be any tax consequences. Thanks for the call, James. Appreciate it. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and let me remind you that the Invest Talk Radio program and its podcast replays provide a daily dose of market news with our uh, our unbiased commentary. Now we're headed into a break. Take your questions now at 888-99-CHART. With the recent events surrounding the coronavirus, now more than ever people are staying at home and getting away from their exercise routine. Gyms are closing, people are stuck inside, and tightness and stiffness are afflicting us all. This is the perfect time to focus on personal health and wellness, which is an industry on the rise. Recently, I have discovered this great product to reduce my pain and stiffness caused by sitting too long at my desk doing research. The product has 13 all-natural ingredients and is sold in hundreds of doctor's offices, pharmacies, retail chains, gyms, and spas throughout the country. This muscle rub, made by Quanta, a publicly traded applied science company, has patented technology proven to supercharge key ingredients and make them perform five times more effectively within the human body. It is optimized to drastically reduce both pain and inflammation naturally. I know this sounds too good to be true, but they have the white paper to prove it. I use their various health and wellness products every day for a host of different benefits. Additionally, for a limited time, listeners of InvestStock can receive promotional discount pricing at buyquanta.com. Use the promo code INVEST to save 20% on your first order. In fact, Quanta is so confident you'll be pleased with their products, they actually offer a money-back guarantee if you aren't satisfied with the results. 
Again, simply use the code INVEST to save 20% at buyquanta.com. B-U-Y-Q-U-A-N-T-A.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. The health of your financial future may depend on the decisions you start making now in 2020. Steve Peasley is here, ready to provide his unbiased investment guidance. 888-99-CHART. Anything to do with finance, financial, anything, I will talk about it. Be happy to talk to you. Now, if you're an investor in Boeing Aircraft, you've been caught up in what in a perfect kind of financial storm, right? Because of the combination of the MAX 8 jet safety crisis plus the coronavirus impact on airline travel is making it very difficult for the company. And aviation airlines are at the point of spear of the coronavirus and its impact, right? Boeing CEO said it will take a few years to get its balance sheet back to pre-max level. Boeing is $60 billion going to aid for itself and the supply chain is bad. The aviation industry is at the travel demand plummets. Remember, I mentioned three... Three areas that I think you've got to kind of stay away from because it's still super risky no matter what happens, and that is uh, airlines, anything to do with airlines, hotels, anything to do with hotels, and cruise ships, anything to do with cruise ships. Now, I'll, I know these stocks look really cheap because they got beat up so much, but I would suggest that you find out, wait, I, I think you need to be patient on this. Um, and I've told you, stay away from companies. No, Justin has warned you on that too on this very show. Stay away from companies that have lots of debt. Even though the debt is really cheap, it's still a lot of debt. You still have to be able to afford to pay the debt in a recession. Okay? You still have to do it. So, Boeing is shutting down his aircraft production. I don't know if you knew that. But Boeing has about $15 billion in liquidity. Okay, and the CEO Calhoun expressed confidence that the company will make it through the crisis, but said credit markets need to be open. The company is burning a lot of cash by continuing to pay its suppliers and employees without much revenue. Okay, especially as a 737 MAX is grounded. It was grounded before this happened. So, and... Or, and now all airlines are all deferring their orders. They can't afford it when, they're, when they're ground, their, their planes are on the ground. They can't afford to buy anything. So the new CEO, Calhoun, said if there is no government support and the credit don't go open, and, be, and, be, and it need to be, needs to be fixed. He said that he could still make it to the other wanting to get the U.S. back to work soon because the U.S. economy can't remain virtually shut down forever. And that story is going to be tomorrow. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But 
For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. So give me a call. We'll be right back. This is Invest Talk. The coronavirus crisis has caused many changes. But for now, Steve Peasley is still planning to visit Houston on April 17th and Chicago on April 20th to provide personalized, no-cost, and no-obligation portfolio review consultations. You can learn more and register now at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Ready to give me a call? Let's go, uh, let's go ahead and talk to someone in North Carolina. North Carolina, you want to talk about a food company? Yeah, hi. I'm talking. I uh, I have a question about uh, MKC. Uh huh. Yes. So I heard a lot about this company, and uh, with this uh, drop, is it better to buy this? Well, MKC is a American company. Makes seasons, herbs, for consumer and industrial markets worldwide. So. I do like the space in this dangerous time that we're in. It's a big company, almost $17 billion in size, even after getting beat up. It was trading at 170 something and now today it's 124 So you think, boy, that's a big fall. However, it was never an inexpensive stock. It was really expensive. They're going to make 525 this year, and the estimate was 560 next year. I, don't, I think they're going to be short, those estimates, because of what's going on. So they don't. Even, so that means that the PE ratio is pretty high. Even if they make, you know, we're talking about 20 PE ratio, 21, and even though that's at the low end of the range for a food company, that's pretty high. And they're only, they were only growing their sales two percent. I'm not keen on this particular food company. I also have a bunch of debt, debt that they but more than profit margins and equities were pretty good. I mean, it was a good, solid company, but I think it's still kind of expensive, even though it went up 9.5% today. It's a little bit too expensive. I think I'd stay away from it. Stay away from anything with that. And just so I, I didn't announce it, but the market was up pretty strong today. The Dow was up 2,112 points. That's 11.3%. The NASDAQ up 557 points, and that's 8%. And the SP was up nine percent at two hundred nine points, so a pretty 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 strong bounce, and that leads me to believe that tomorrow probably won't be an up day unless there's some important announcements that actually come out. So I think this this these numbers reflect the uh, probability that there's going to be some, that the Congress is going to do pass the laws trying to ease everything. I, I think, but if they don't do it, the markets remember. Remember, Mark is very volatile right now. Okay, let's keep it moving. Here comes another question from our Talk Voice Bank. This came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. I have a question um, on your input on pharmaceutical stocks, more in particular, tonics pharmaceuticals and what you think about them. And then also, what do you think about Canopy Growth Corporation, CGC? Obviously, it's not a good time to get in there now. When would you think it would be a good time? Thank you. Okay, so I can only take one call at a time. We have a black up of questions, so I need to really move along. Uh, Tonox Pharmaceuticals, TNXP. 
It's a really tiny company, $4 million. They don't make any money. They're not going to make money this year. They're obviously not going to make money because of the coronavirus. Uh, they develop pharmaceutical products focused on disorders of the central nervous system. I have to stay away from it. It's a pink stock, 99 cents a share. You know my rules. Don't buy stocks that don't make money. Okay, it's as simple as that. Don't buy stocks that don't make money. When a company starts to make money, then you can buy it. Does that mean you can never, ever buy a stock that doesn't make money? I'm not going to be absolute about it. But most, 99.9% of the time, don't buy stocks that don't make money. And this company is not going to make money, not going to make money this year, next year, probably next for a few years. So I would stay away from it. Don't, don't buy it. Okay. Now, there's a billionaire, a real estate billionaire, uh, says commercial mortgages on the brink of collapse. Um, well, Tom, his name is Tom Barrick. He said, U.S. commercial mortgage market is on the brink of collapse and predicted a domino effect, catastrophic economic consequences if banks and governments don't take prompt action to keep borrowers from defaulting. Well, I think that they will, number one. And this guy does have a bias, right? I mean, what is his company invest in? Well, real estate. He did uh, put, uh, put out a couple things. He felt that REITs were invulnerable, real estate investment trusts. And remember how I talk about REITs? I've been talking about them, that you want to buy a REIT that doesn't have a lot of debt. I, I'm sure people got bored with me telling them, don't buy, don't buy REITs. When, try to buy the ones. Now, REITs operate with debt. I'm not saying that they don't have to have any, but the lower debt level they have, and I said this many times, the better off you'll be. And this is the time, this is the kind of time that I was not, not, not anticipating, but foreseeing someday, you know, money is going to get tight. And, you know, or we'll go into another recession. And those REITs that have a oversized debt, of course, they're going to have a hard time paying that debt. So that's why you do it. And I'm, I expanded that since the coronavirus came out and we shut everything down. The companies that have lots of debt, any companies. Debt is not a good thing to have, okay? Now, so just be very, very careful, okay? Okay, so most investors most investors uh, are aware of Boeing aircraft and its troubles caused by the Max 8 safety issues. And now the impact of the coronavirus is, of course, bringing immediate loss of revenue to almost all the airline world. And, you know, three months ago, everything was very different. So my trivia question before the break... Before the coronavirus, both Boeing and U.S. had setting orders, right? So how much? What, what orders? How much? What answer for you live coming up? 88.99. Numbers are elusive. I bought this stock last year at about six dollars and seventy-five cents. They're always changing. I got them at three dollars and ninety-nine cents, and it took a major hit. First up, then down, then up again, or maybe sideways. What would be a good entry point? On Invest Talk, 
the focus is on numbers that affect our listeners and their portfolios. Carl in Ohio, he wants to talk about his 401k. Hi, Justin. Uh, long-time listener of the show. I absolutely love it. Let's go to Dave in San Leandro. You've got to be prepared for volatility. I want to know what you think for someone like me. And they know it. I'm 31 years old. So the questions keep coming. Should I dollar cost average that? 24-7. How much of your portfolio should you put into like ETFs and mutual funds? From every part of America. Hey, Steve and Justin. My name's Josh calling from Buffalo, New York. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein analyze the complex patterns in those numbers and do their very best to decipher the potential meanings. Thanks for everything you guys do. And here's one number that keeps rising. More than 20 million Invest Talk podcast downloads. And for that, Steve and Justin thank their loyal listeners. I find you guys to be pretty much entirely trustworthy. So I'm curious, how do you do that? Independent thinking, shared success. It's all about the numbers. InvestDoc.com. It's been another busy week for the markets, lots of news, and coronavirus uncertainty. But you're interested in achieving financial freedom, so you want and need unbiased investing guidance. You're in luck. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's taking your calls live. InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I asked a trivia question. Uh, before the coronavirus crisis, Boeing and European manufacturer Airbus had record-setting orders for new aircraft over the past 10 years. How many jetliner orders were contracted? How many planes did they make? And what percentage increase over the previous decade did, they, did this uptick, uptick represent? So before the black swan event of the coronavirus, the strong travel demand and cheap financing had spurred the biggest decade of ever for aircraft orders. So last December, only three months ago, Boeing and Airbus had a backlog to build or build planes worth more than $800 billion, a backlog. But orders have begun to moderate in recent months pretty fast, in large part due to the prolonged 737 max grounding for Boeing. You know, they had that problem already. And then the coronavirus hit, okay? So this is the answer. Over the last 10 years, Boeing and Airbus racked up orders for about more than 20,000 jetliners. That's up 66% from the previous decade. So ten, the most recent 10 years, 20,000 jetliners were ordered, and that's a 66 increase from the decade before. I don't think they can keep up that growth rate, even without the coronavirus. I, I can't see how that can continue. Those planes do last 20, 30 years. I mean, they last a long time. Okay, here comes another call question from our 888-99-CHART number. Hey, Stephen, Justin, this is Stefan in Milwaukee. And I'm just interested, um, I know you guys have talked a lot lately about investing in companies that, you know, have a healthy amount of debt and uh, are able to manage that debt during this economic downturn. And I'm just curious what exactly you guys look at when analyzing their balance sheet to determine if they have an appropriate amount of debt. Thanks. Bye. That's a hard question to answer because each industry is different. For instance, if you're talking about a tech company, a successful tech company, they wouldn't have any debt. I mean, they shouldn't. Um, you know, if you're talking about a company that is a manufacturer of things, you know, auto industry, for instance, uh, they usually carry a pretty good amount of debt. They can support a good amount of debt. 
what you're really concentrating as is the debt in relationship to the cash flow. Are they are they having enough cash coming in to service the debt? It's just like you, and you have a job, okay? And you borrow money, you buy a mortgage, you have a mortgage, or you borrow money on a car, which, of course, I wouldn't suggest. But let's say you, know, you borrowed money. Does your income support that debt? What happens if your income gets cut in half? Can you still support that debt? Do you have enough cash reserves to support that debt? It's the same thing for a company. And problem is, each industry is a little bit different, you know, for instance, uh, a, a bank has carries lots of debt. They borrow money, they lend money out. So, carrying debt on the bank's books is the thing they should be doing. So, there is no clear-cut answer to that. There is none. Okay, it depends on the industry and what they're doing. So, that wasn't much help, was it? Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. He wants to talk about Bank of America. Shannon. Hey, how's it going? Uh, just, Not yeah, too just bad. To I mean, of course, you know, it's very painful what we just went through, and I don't know if it's over, but it's been painful. Not as painful as it could yeah. have been because, you know, we were pretty good at, you know, certain programs, I mean, we would had no problem with in our, but other programs, our whole stock program, you know, we had cash, but we also were invested, and that's very painful. But how are you doing, Shannon? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, wanted to see what you thought about Bank of America, BAC. Um, you know, the price is pretty low right now. I just don't. I'm, I can't see any reason not to buy it. I mean, at the price is that. Uh, what do you think about banks in general right now with the situation? This is a tough question because you know the government's going to have some kind of bailout, right? They're going to change the rules for these large banks. They're going to make them. They're not going to let the banks fail. You know, that's not going to happen. So first of all, that's number one. Number two. I would stick with the big banks, Bank of America. If you wanted to buy a big bank, Bank of America is the one that you could buy. Uh, they they say they're going to make $3.13 next year, but you know that's not going to be true, right? So the earnings are going to be much less. So even if the earnings were half of that, the PE here would be close to fifteen seventeen, not the 6 PE you, you, you see because of the earnings had last year. So you can't. You got to be careful. You, you remember, you're looking forward here. Um, I, I I I probably won't be buying any banks uh, because I'm because of the uncertainty of what kind of things the government's going to do, and I'm not sure how that's all going to play out. It's too it's too vague for me. But you know, you, I have a feeling there will be a large bounce, you know, shortly, and Bank of America will probably be part of that bounce. They were up 16 percent today. I mean. That's a pretty big bounce in one day, but uh, um, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not going to be keen on banks right now. I, I, I'm more focused on things that will 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 get through this coronavirus issue uh, better. You know, you know, food companies, those kinds of things. They, they, I feel better about those kinds of things. There's other industries too. Don't think you know pharmaceutical companies or you know. Big, and I'm looking at bigger blue chips type things, not the small companies or mid-sized companies also. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So did we hit the bottom? I know everybody's asking that question. Is this over? Did we hit the bottom? And there's no way to answer that question with any certainty. There is none. I can say this. We're closer to the bottom than we 
than we than we were. And I don't think if uh, for the short term, short term, in the next few months, we may have hit the bottom. But until we see what the actual physical damage to the economy by the earnings and growth rate of all the corporations, when they start reporting their numbers, not this quarter, but the next quarter, then you'll, you'll, you'll see if the stock market is willing to accept those much lower numbers. Okay? It is find support. Okay? It looks like it's finding support by going sideways very large volatility for the last few days. And there's support, long-term support. Go back long-term. So I didn't, though, I was waiting for some capitulation. And I might have seen some of it in the big stocks, like Bank of America, like uh, Johnson Johnson. Stocks that went down sharply in the last two, three days. Was that capitulation? These very liquid, very defensive kind of stocks? Maybe, and there was a big drop in the VIX. That's the volatility index, what commonly called the fear gauge. So it's, I think, knock on wood, I think we put in a short-term bottom. I don't know if it's the the bottom. That might be, because usually you have a bounce, and then you have a retest of the lows, and a bounce again. You know, it's not, it's not usually a V bottom. Now, that has happened. A week ago, uh, a year ago last December, when he had that 10% correction a month, that was a V bottom. It popped up the very next month, back to 10%. So it is possible. I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. So obviously you understand the importance of guidance that you may need from experienced people like myself and Justin. I encourage you to consider subscribing to our KPP Premium Newsletter. KPP Premium Newsletter, written and distributed every Friday. I work hard on that thing. In the newsletter, you'll get valuable information such as the week's market analysis, portfolio management guidance, and stock ideas. And on each Friday on Invest Talk, this show, I give you brief excerpts from the KPP Premium Newsletter. So you can subscribe at investtalk.com. That's two T's, investtalk.com. And now I'm ready to take your questions, 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial. Investor hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are the principals of KPP Financial and they are independent financial advisors. This means they place their clients' interests ahead of the firm's. As part of that commitment, KPP Financial practices parallel investing, where Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about Parallel Investing and the other KPP financial programs at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Bill from Dayton, Ohio. Um, I was looking at United Technologies, symbol UTX. Uh, Looks like a really low P ratio. I know the aerospace industry is getting beat up pretty bad right now. It's down about 50% from its high, and I was thinking about buying it. If you could uh, let me know, I'd appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, United Technologies Corp. Uh, Corporation manufactures aircraft engines, elevators, flight heating systems, aerospace products, and security systems. Uh, they're going to make $7.84 this year, which is down from eight twenty-six the year before, and then it was scheduled to bounce up next year, but that's not going to happen. Okay, earnings are going to get 
crushed on this company. That's why I lost 50%. Now, it was up big, like most stocks after being beat up. It was up 15% today. Um, I, would not be in a, I would not be a buyer of this company. Sales are going to collapse. Profits are going to collapse. Um, it, has, it did have a very strong cash flow. Uh, and it does look like a low PE, but remember, you're looking back or, and even looking forward, you know, the forward is, picture has changed dramatically. So the forward picture is not what it looks like when you look at all the numbers and everything that you're looking at. You know, you gotta cut the earnings at least in half. Okay, if the earnings were cut in half and they had no growth, what would that do to the price then? You know, the PE ratio would be a lot higher. So be, very care. I would not be a buyer of this company, not at this time. Good, strong company. Don't get me wrong. Has a little bit of debt, no, a little more than a little bit of debt, um, but just not for me. It's a big company, seventy-five billion dollars. At some point, you could take a shot at it, but I, it's just not for me. It's it's too risky. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart. Here come now, China. China's economy says they are coming or they're out of their coronavirus problems. Now, so how is it really doing? See, this is a problem with China. It always has been a problem. They're very secretive, right? Or else we would have known about the coronavirus a lot sooner. But they're very secretive. You cannot rely on those numbers because everything is pretty much controlled by the government. Controlled. I mean, the industries and real estate and... You, if you are a politician in China, you have to show growth in your province and growth in your town. Or, or and you, you, there's no, not too many audits going on there. Nothing from outside, that's for sure. And think about it. Think about it. this coronavirus. Think about China. I'm not, you know, even uh, I never was keen on China except for certain areas like. You know, the Internet stocks that they have, even though I would discount the earnings. But those areas felt fine. But think about think about the supply chain, right? China manufactures everything. Do you think that's going to change over the next few years? Think about coronavirus here in the United States. Didn't China threaten or are we so dependent on basic uh, drugs from China? And if they needed to stop that? Wouldn't they? And I think that went out. It was already changing somewhat because of the policies put forth by President Trump. So we knew it was already changing. Don't you think this will accelerate that change? I do. So I'm not so keen on China's economy. I doubt that they're doing that well. I'm thinking that I think we're going to hear about a rosy picture from China, but I don't, I don't think you should believe it either. I would strongly suggest you stay in America if you're an investor, and I strongly suggest large blue chip type stocks. I think that's the place to be. You have some certainty in, in many of the blue chip stocks. You know, and I just, you know, I, there's a lot of unknowns out there. And over time, it'll become known, but just be careful. So let's see if I can squeeze in another caller question. Here comes Paul from South Carolina. Hey, Justin and Steve. This is Paul from South Carolina. My question is about Texas Roadhouse, CXRH. 
And I was wondering if you could uh, give me your opinion on that and uh, what are the risks in investing in a restaurant company? Okay, well, your big, your big problem here is it's a restaurant chain, right? 611 Texas Roadhouse full-time, full-service restaurants in 49 states and 10 foreign countries. And you know that these restaurants are trying very difficult to keep things rolling by doing out-service. But, man, they're going to take a huge hit. And I, don't, I think I'd stay away from restaurants as well. Think about it. Okay. The rest of the world, you, 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 let's say that they take off the restrictions of coronavirus. And after we've heard nothing but keep your distance, social distancing, social distancing, don't, get, don't gather in crowds, don't, you're going to get sick, blah, 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 on and on and on, right? So do you think people are just going to automatically forget about that and flood back into the restaurants? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they'll be very slow. They'll come back, but it'll be a slow, hard process. So your next earnings for the next quarter for all these restaurants are going to be just crushed. Okay, so you can't look at it and say, hey, it looks fairly inexpensive. No, you have a new reality here, brand new reality. So I would stay away from this company. It was up big today, 16%, but the whole market was up, you know, pretty big. But I just stay away from it. Not, not yet. Too early. This is the best talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here. And that goal is to help you achieve financial freedom. Financial freedom. Of course, this coronavirus is making it pretty tough. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. Best talk in the opinion of at least one global investor, President Trump is kind of right about wanting to get the U.S. back to work soon. That story tomorrow. But now Steve Peasley is here. He's waiting for your questions, and you can talk with Steve. Call Invest Talk 99 Chart. Hey guys, just want to say thank you very much for your show. My name is Jordan. I'm calling from Arizona. My quick question is in regards to debt. I know you guys have been talking about avoid companies with debt as we uh, get into this recession. And so I'm starting to learn about the debt to equity ratio. I'm wondering what kinds of numbers in that ratio worry you guys or uh, make you feel confident in buying or investing in a company and what other uh, ratios uh, or debt factors we should be considering in uh, each kind of company. Thank you guys. Again, that's a very difficult question, and, you're, and you know that is right on the kind of questions you need to be asking. Uh, how much debt in, per, per, should this company carry? Can was it safe for this company to carry? And there's really no answer to that by you know sector to sector to sector because you have to look at each sector. There's no like blanket answer to that. For instance, a company like uh, let's say Johnson and Johnson. I'm not recommending Johnson and Johnson. But they're huge, right? $314 billion in size, and they carry very little debt. Okay, or a Microsoft. You know, how much debt does a Microsoft have? How much does, debt, debt does an Apple have? These companies carry very, very little debt. Did you, this is what you're looking for, companies that carry very, very little debt and have been beat up. 
and it's going to take work. You know, you look at the cash flow and how much the debt has cost them. Can they pay it? And this is very difficult for an average investor to find these numbers because we had we buy, we pay big bucks to get this data, you know, by all the companies, and you you know you can get free data on all your websites and various websites out there, and but you're not going to get you know all the in-depth needs. For instance, you know we've been using white charts for some time. White charts is a very good provider, but it's very expensive too. Okay, um, just find it on the internet. It's going to be difficult for you. That, you know, of course, that's one of the reasons, one of the things you can rely on a money manager to do for you. You know, to, to make sure that you, you know, they stay out of those companies that are very risky on the debt side. Okay, so good question, though. I appreciate it. Let's talk to Bill in Northern California. Hey, Bill. Hi, thank you, Steve. I'm staying healthy. Appreciate it. Good. So, you know, with with all these beaten down things, I do I ha, had raised and had uh, plenty of cash, and and you know I'm not looking for any big moves, but I'm looking for bargains and uh, and this Vanguard Healthcare Fund. I had it 20 years ago. I held it for like 10 years or more. Um, it's you, I don't know if you have the statistics on it, but it's made up of United Health, AstraZeneca, Bristol Myers, Pfizer, Lilly, Novartis. SA, Medtronic, Anthem, and Abbott, those are the top 10 holdings. It's all and, the big uh, guys. Yeah, and that's the top 10. I think it has 91 or something different investments. So, you know, Vanguard, low fees and all that. But as far as timing on a healthcare fund, if you're going to hold it for a long time, do you think now is as good a time as any? Or Actually, I do. I, I really do. Uh, I think you could dollar cost average into it to make sure that it's, you know, it's a. I'm looking at a chart on that, and it's come down way down to strong support. I, I, I'm thinking, you know, I, that whole area is not going to suffer nearly as much as other parts of the economy, right? I mean, it's not because we're still going to need all our health care. You know, I, I can't say all the companies in this mutual fund. By the way, this is Vanguard Healthcare mutual fund. The symbol is VGHCX. VGH. C X um, and I, I like that. I like that area. As a matter of fact, we bought uh, one of the companies that's on that list you just listed today, this morning. Um, so I do like that area, Bill, and I do think that we are. I think we're very close to or already have hit a short-term bottom. So yeah but maybe not by all at once you know maybe dollar cost average over the next couple of months into it you know i think that might be a safer way to go thanks bill appreciate the call i'm steve peasley and this completes another investor program everybody hopefully we'll have our quality conversation our quality equipment back up working tomorrow but I, and i will return tomorrow i'll let you know i apologize for any uh, inconvenience in the meantime, please feel free to search, browse, download, and rate our InvestTalk podcast. You can find them at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. 
Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.